Well, welcome to the Church Explained podcast, a conversation to grow our leadership and build our church. No, yeah. Do you, do you think that, again, just kind of correlating the two is because of seeing the example of what we're terming more seasoned leaders in, in terms of their passion for that? I guess a lot of that passion would be uh, in terms of, you know, numbers, church growth, those kind of things being on the forefront um, and then seeing them tired, burnt out from all of that pressing in and a little bit about what you were talking about earlier in terms of it being the rhythm and it kind of being Mm. on, you know, the leader kind of taking the responsibility rather than I I forgot my rhythms right. And this is part of my life. Then God's about doing the work. Would you, would you say that's kind of an accurate representation of what the younger leaders are seeing? And that might be a correlation between that. I think so. And can I add one thing, Nathan, as well, that I think a lot of young people are seeing leaders that are either stretched too far, burning out, etc. So the rhythms, Mm. but also they're seeing church leaders take on responsibilities that are so heavy that they think, how could I carry those? Mm. Um, And they don't realize you grow into leadership, but they don't also realize that sometimes seasoned leaders take on responsibilities that was never there's to carry, which goes back to my earlier, you know, are you there to build the kingdom? No, that's what the king does through yeah. the spirit. Yeah. Um, so I think they're seeing that. I think they're also disillusioned by some of the failures we've seen um, in more public figures or even mm-hmm. in small communities you might know of those kind of situations. So I think young leaders have a lot of reasons to question evangelism and do I want to bring people into this or to question leadership and can I trust what's happening? And so we just celebrate those faithful saints that keep on serving the Lord quietly in their communities who love, yeah. love young people. But there's a lot, there's a lot going on in leadership right now. It's yeah. funny because I, um, I'm with some people that would think, well, if we just fueled the church and charities with more money, hmm. we could go further. Hmm. And I've actually said to them, it's not about the money. It's about the leadership. Hmm. We need more leaders, more godly leaders, more sold out leaders um, money will help, but money needs to f- follow the vision and the moral character of great leaders. Mm. Great. Yeah, lots lots to think about there. Mm. And, and just staying on the theme of evangelism and thinking of the, I guess the model in, in Luke chapter 10 of evangelism, how do you think leaders can help their their people move from a sort of fearful approach to evangelism to a more joyful approach? I mean, what can they do, do you think, is the answer? Well, first of all, I just want to say to church leaders that are equipping their people, thank you, because of yeah. course, Ephesians 4 says to equip the saints for the work yeah, of the ministry. Yeah. And uh, we see in the church in Canada that there's not a lot of training around, how do I share my faith? What do mm. I even do? And I always go back to, and I think Dave, we've talked about this before, um, Daryl Johnson's quote, yeah. that evangelism is joining in conversation the Holy Spirit is already having with another person. And I think what's happened is we have talked so much about method that we've forgotten to talk about who is the great evangelist. Mm. And the great evangelist is the Holy Spirit. The great evangelist is in us, working in us. You are not the first person into the conversation, and you are not the last person in the conversation. The first person is the Holy Spirit. The last person is the Holy Spirit. Mm. You get to be part of it. And when you realize that's your role is to be in the middle of a conversation, not to be the initiator, you start to look around with different eyes. And you start to look at your neighbors and your friends and your family, and you say to the Lord, where are you working and how can I join you? 
Yeah, great. And the opportunities that open up are extraordinary because you're looking with eyes of love and eyes of the spirit to say, the spirit's at work today, where can I join them? So I start my day every morning praying, lying in bed saying, Holy Spirit, uh, you are welcome today to lead and guide me to join you and what you want to do around me. And could I please have the privilege of being in a conversation with someone who doesn't know you? And I can't tell you how, it's not every day, but how many days yeah. I end up in that conversation because he gives you the eyes of love and because yeah. he knows it's great for you as a disciple of Jesus to share Jesus with other people. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I've been thinking about that quite a bit, really, this idea that we're on a journey or we're taking people on a journey rather than, I, th I think a lot of the old approach to evangelism, I think when I was trained, you know, early in my early days in evangelism, it was always about, you know, getting them from A to B to the finish line. You know, so the ABC always be closing sort of method <laughs> rather than thinking people are on a journey. You know, your idea was if I speak to somebody, my job is to make sure they make a decision by the end of this conversation. So I, th I think there's something liberating for leaders yeah. to think through and uh, to realize actually they're just part of the process yeah. rather than actually they're, they're the, the person who has to get somebody over the line. I'll share a little story. Uh, a friend of mine who I was playing football with, uh, we were having conversations around church and um, different things and, um, you know, lot, lots of back and forth between me and him. And, um, you know, I invited him to church and to some things that we were, we were um, doing here. But I also, um, he was also had another friend who was, having conversations as well. He ended up going to, to that friend's church, of which could have been like, well, he didn't come to my church or he didn't come. But I was part of that conversation and part of that process that he was going through in terms of him asking questions. And I think taking the pressure yeah. off yourself of I've got to do, and I just get to join God in what he's doing. And as you said, the Holy Spirit in what he's doing and the amazing story is he, you know, made a decision yeah. to follow Jesus Brilliant. in that church and still goes to that church today, which is amazing. And I find that really heartening. You know, I'd like him to be sat by me in my church, but he's following Jesus. Yeah. And I got to be a part of that. That's right. Amazing. Yeah. That's, that's right. And I think with, I, I sorry, Dave, oh, go, go uh, can I it. just say that? I think yeah. particularly with the younger people in my life. So I'm at a stage where I don't have children, but I have lots of godchildren and I have nieces and nephews and I have friends whose kids I talk to about spiritual issues. Mm -hmm. Some who have been raised in the church, some who have never been to church um, and everything in between. And you know what? The number one thing they want to know is Jesus good. Mm. Is Jesus good? Mm -hmm. And so it isn't about, as you said, Dave, like getting them across a line, even though I'd love for them to put their full faith and trust and hope in Jesus. It really is about, can we take um, a conversation that God gives us with a young person and just in some way make Jesus just a little bit better than they thought before they entered the conversation? Yeah, yeah. And I'm finding that approach is really helping um, my evangelism efforts with younger people, but also just to be honest and to hear them and listen to yes. them and give them an opportunity to see that Jesus is better than they thought. And the things yeah. he's doing with them are, is absolutely amazing. When yeah. I take the pressure off myself and them, and mm. instead I'm like, how can I reflect that Jesus is better than you ever thought he was? Mm. Yeah. Brilliant. Awesome. Uh, I love that. And mm. I think even some teaching like that, you know, just think, just think of that, that group of youth pastors or youth leaders at the minute who are struggling to, uh, you know, evangelize people. I mean, that's a much, 
healthier approach, really, isn't it? A conversation with them to say, hey, listen, as you have a conversation, you're helping people on a journey. It's not like a done deal, A, B, C. It's about actually, you know, just partnering with God and what he's doing. Mm. I think there's something healthier about that, isn't there? Yeah, mm. yeah, so good. Just thinking back to... Um alpha and the things that yeah. you're doing um what what does alpha look like going forward i guess last time we spoke um a lot of alpha was uh, online during the uh, pandemic and uh, there was lots of online alpha does that look does that look the same does it look like more in person approach uh and what what does the research tell us in terms of churches is it is it still online or is it actually let's get back to in person you know what? It's mainly in person now. There are still online. I just, you wouldn't believe this. In 2021, I did Alpha Online with a bunch of business women. Mm. Some I went to university with, some friends of friends. We just met for the first time last weekend. Wow. So like basically two years later, we mm. got together in person. We've been meeting once a month since Alpha. Mm. And uh, we just had our first spiritual retreat weekend and God was just so present with wow. us. It was amazing. Mm. But actually most people are wanting to meet in person now. Mm. They're wanting to gather around a table. They're wanting to uh, be in someone's home, at least in Canada. So that's what we're seeing. And you know, what's interesting is the churches that are willing to sort of raise their heads and look outward are finding that their alphas are quite full. They're seeing more people come on Alpha than pre-pandemic. And it's because so many people have questions. They're really wondering what on earth is going on with this world, whether it's geopolitics, whether it's, you know, interest rates, whether it's the economy, uh, wars, etc. There's a lot of questions that people feel in their souls quite unsettled. Hmm. And so even people that have never been to church before are asking questions like, should I go to church? Like, is there hope there, do you think? And we've just had someone in our life who's never been to church in his life for a wedding or a funeral or anything on his own, on wow. his own, of course, we know what the Holy Spirit's at yeah, work, yeah. say, maybe I should go to church. Wow. wow. I mean, his wife just about fell over. Like, what do you mean, <laughs> church? This is not part of our lives. <laughs> but it was because he's just so unsettled about all that's going on in the world. Yeah. So there, there's great opportunity. We're seeing people gathered um, in person. But I think with young people in particular, meeting a person is absolutely the way to do do it. But they are also learning how to have conversation again in person yeah. and not on a device. And yeah. that's really important for, for us to recognize that that's, that's a shift with um, the next generations coming up is in-person conversation face-to-face -face is not as easy or as natural as it was for us. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Brilliant. So just thinking for you then, I mean, I, we know you're really passionate about evangelism. You're passionate about investing in leaders. Got me thinking, if you, if you could only give one message to church leaders today, you only had, you, can, you know, just one thing you can say to them, what would that be? I think the best advice I could ever say is abide in him. Uh, it's so simple, perhaps, to say John 15, right? Remain yeah. in me, abide yeah. in me. But mm. actually, the more we know pastors and the more we know what's happening in the charitable sector in Canada, most leaders find that the hardest thing to do. Yeah. The hardest thing to do is have an integrated, healthy spirituality as a leader. You know, you think of me this morning, how do I find time with Jesus before I start my day if I'm on a 6am podcast? Mm. I had to get up even earlier. Mm. I had to see that as more important than being dressed properly, looking nicely, you know, being ready. I had to see my spiritual life as more important than getting it right on a podcast. 
Um, and I think that's really hard for leaders like me who are get up and go and I, I'm driven to succeed. I'm an achiever. I'm very passionate and future oriented and visionary um, to recognize that that all falls under the submission of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so abiding. And so when you actually get pastors alone and you talk to them about their own spiritual lives, you recognize that abiding is the most difficult part of what they do. And yet they're the spiritual leader of a community. And so I just want to encourage pastors that, um, and, and, and any leader, that our own spiritual rhythms, our own connectedness to the vine sure. is the most significant leadership um, attribute that we bring to all of those that we lead. Mm. Lovely. Yeah, so good. And just a great reminder again to come back and, um, as you said, abide in him and Mm. recognize that. Um, What other helpful resources are Alpha producing that can help leaders to grow, grow the church? And I wonder if, um, I was just thinking about Alpha actually, in your experience, where have you seen Alpha done really well? And, you know, like how have they, how have they done that? What, you know, there might just be one thing that just, you know, oh, actually they did that really well that would help a church that's thinking we're running Alpha or they're set up to run Alpha. Um, yeah. So it's two questions. Well, yeah, yeah. Two, two questions. questions you've got there. Yeah. That was me yeah. thinking okay. out loud. <laughs> He's thinking out. Yeah. So the first one was what, what new yeah. resources? And the second one was uh, just, Alpha Done Well. Yeah, Alpha Done Well. Is there something that, you know, churches can take away to go, do you know what, actually doing that helps us great. to do Alpha Well? That's great, then. Yeah. So I'll say, uh, I'll say firstly that um, some of the new resources we have um, – done life shared which is uh it's three episodes we're about to release our fourth episode in october which is a small group resource to help your small groups at your church be really have eyes to see what's happening like so how do i become more invitational how do i see this opportunity so we say that those episodes called life shared before you run alpha can really help a congregation to look beyond themselves and say, okay, what relationships do I have? The second thing we have is the same thing called life on purpose for youth. And that's for youth groups to use with their, their um, youth to say, Hey, how do we look beyond ourselves? How do we actually reach into our schools or our sports teams, et cetera, to start to invite them to things like alpha or church or youth group. And so those are two resources that we produce that could be helpful for churches. And then I'll say, when I look at what are some best practices and what I'm seeing people doing, and it's two things, and it's about the church leader. One, uh, is the church leader himself or herself modeling a life of invitation to people that Mm. are outside the church? Mm. Can the church leader model it themselves in the midst of their busy life? And then the second thing is they tell stories about it. Wow. So it's, do you model it and do you tell stories? And stories can be from anywhere in the congregation that you're amplifying, but are you doing it yourself, telling your own stories and telling stories of others? And the best stories aren't just the ones where I shared my faith at work, someone came to Alpha, they became a Christian. That feels so linear and simple. And the reality is that's not what most evangelistic stories look like. They look like I invited someone to Alpha 14 times. Um, my, my colleague at work said, like, I was an idiot to believe any of this. And I prayed for them. And then someone else invited them to alpha and they went, I'm so disappointed they didn't come with me. So I think we just need to keep telling those stories, but the pastors that model it and tell stories, their congregation gets excited about the things the pastor's excited about. Mm. Great. Brilliant. Really good. Well, we're almost done. We've got a few quick fire questions. Quick fire. So uh, are you okay with those? Some quick fire questions. So, um, yeah, it's been great just to find out about Alpha 
uh, again, a little bit more about, uh, Sheila, about your passions for leaders, investing in leaders, and, and of course, evangelism and, and reaching people with mm-hmm. the message of Jesus. That's been brilliant for us today. Yeah. But a few quick fire questions, uh, which is, number one is, what is your favorite podcast and why do you like it? Okay, two, not one. Rebuilders, Mark Sayers, Never Miss. It's absolutely fantastic. Second, new one, John Tyson, Awaken Network. It uh-huh. is right. inflaming my heart Brilliant. for the things of God. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I listened to the second one. Second to Church Explained podcast. But second, anyway. of course. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, Nathan. Yeah. Oh, you... sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I should have said that first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Good. That can be number three. Yeah. Can you, oh, no, I'm, I'm skipping one. What is currently challenging you the most? Uh, leading people that are difficult. Okay. I like that. There we go. Quick, Quick fire. <laughs> we'll leave it there. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, can you know re- what? The, the reality is ministry, ministry would be easy if we didn't have people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have the most amazing people, but there are difficult personalities and yeah. they're difficult because they're different than me. Yeah. But I love to lead them and figure out how can I best equip them and lead them and help them. Mm. Yeah. Great. But an, an honest answer, which is what we need, isn't yeah, it really? Brilliant. So your your top two books you would recommend? I loved a book uh, called uh, – oh, now – okay, this is where you're going to have to edit for a second. Why have I forgotten? Um, I had these two off the top of my head. Give me a second. All right. Sam, Sam's a great editor. Okay, got it. Okay, I'm ready. Can you ask the question again, Dave? Yeah. And I'll do it. Uh, can you re- recommend two books that you've enjoyed and explain why you like them? Yeah, The Big Potential, and it's about teams and mm-hmm. how to how to see potential in other people. The Big Potential is about that, so absolutely recommend. And then Unreasonable Hospitality, Will Gadara. Oh. If you've not read that book, it's a must-read for everyone. Yeah, I like that. Oh, I've, wow. heard, I've heard of that, but I haven't read it. No, I haven't. No, that intrigues me. That intrigues me. Who is the person that inspires you the most in your life? Daryl Johnson. He's a pastor, teacher, professor at Regent College. Uh, He's 75 or 76 years old, and Mm -hmm. he loves Jesus more every year, and being around him makes me love Jesus more. Awesome. Brilliant. And the next one is, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? I want to go to Croatia. Ah. I want to go on a holiday there. I want to go bike Croatia. I love seeing different parts of the world. Mm. And so I'd really like to go there. But the second to it is I'd really like my husband to go to India to see the country that uh, my family comes from. But also because I'm very interested in um, missions work in India and I'd love to see Mm. some projects on the ground. Lovely. Awesome. Awesome. What's your favorite food and why do you like it? I don't know why, but my favorite food is burgers. If you said, what's your last meal? I want a burger. I love <laughs> burgers. Burger. Yeah. Any particular type of burger? Is it like a cheeseburger? Bacon cheeseburger? Come oh, on. I love Meat cheese. Balls. I love cheese. Yeah. I love cheese. I love onions. Oh. I, yeah, I like layer it up. I love it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, burger stack then. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right to the last yes, question. Because I, I, I want to ask this one. Do it. You go You, you can it. ask the next one if you nah, want, though. Nah. Uh, if you could have any superpower, uh, what would it be and why? Uh, I would really like to teleport. 
I travel a great deal. And if I could teleport in some way, now that might be the ability to fly super fast and get from, you know, Canada to Malaysia really quickly. But boy, being on an airplane for lots of hours is not my favorite thing. So I would love to be able to get places faster. Teleport. Yeah. That's, that, that's a good one because some of the people we've had on the show, uh, some have said, I want to be invisible, but then we realize they're the introverts, so we realize that's what that is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can tell I'm an ex- extrovert because I'm like, I just want to go more places and get there faster and meet new people. That's what I want to do with my life. Awesome. Well, it's been great to have you Amazing. on the Church Explained podcast, Shayla. Uh, what's the best way for people to connect with you? Yeah, on LinkedIn uh, or on Instagram. Those are the two easiest places to find me, and I'm just Shayla Visser on Instagram. Fantastic. Well, it's been great to have you here. Yeah. Uh, you're going to do the wrap-up in a second, but, we, yeah, yeah, we want to say a big thank you to you, Shayla, for mm. all the work you're doing. Shout out to Dan Blythe as well. Of course, we need to do that because yeah. I think yeah. you're his friend, oh, yeah. so I've been told. And uh, But also, just uh, we're so excited about the stuff with, that Alpha's doing. Always excited because... Yeah. Um, it reaches so many people, and, and those numbers are just mm. mind-blowing, aren't they? Yeah. So a big shout-out to all the Alpha guys, all the guys you work with. Mm. Uh, we're, we're really uh, cheering you guys on. Yeah, we're believing and praying well, can, with you guys for that. And can I just say thank you for what you're doing as well to serve uh, church leaders around the UK and beyond, but also just the fact that you champion, like, how do we help more people meet Jesus? Mm. That, to me, is the most one of the most important mm. things we could ever do. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap for the Church Explained podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you can subscribe and share wherever you're consuming this content, share it with people who it would really benefit. Uh, then doing that helps us get the word out uh, about the podcast. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can uh, access free resources at icon.church forward slash open that are available there. Also, we'll put in the show notes any of the links that uh, Shayla has mentioned on there that you can get access to really quickly but that's it for the church explained podcast i'm a little bit rusty because i've not been here a few times but it's been a pleasure to meet you and be with you and we'll see you next time on the church explained podcast